What is up, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the playing rotation. CJ Lomboy, Ryan Eisendrath, Jack Calhoun, and Scott Jackson here with you today for a very special Thanksgiving Top 5 Tuesday. Um, you know, it's cool that we get to work around the holidays now. Today we're going to be talking uh, NFL wide receivers, our favorite college basketball players in our lifetime, and our favorite Thanksgiving food. So we have a very uh, special podcast episode for you today um so how are you guys doing today thanksgiving week you guys ready to ready to grub oh yeah you don't have to tell me twice <laughs> I'm ready. absolutely baby absolutely what are you guys doing you guys are doing anything uh special for thanksgiving uh just having it here at my house with my family my grandparents yep. might come over but uh we don't know yet yeah same here same here gotta yep, keep yep. it covid safe you feel gotta me? keep it covid safe that's right jack what you doing for uh thanksgiving at home, uh, nothing special. I was, I was expecting yeah. an exciting response. So I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not happening. Maybe, maybe, maybe hit the water in the morning. You know, or work up an appetite. Maybe hit the golf range. I know we got to hit some golf balls today. Oh, yeah. Playing rotation did so. We all look pretty good. Maybe someday we'll, we'll hit we'll nine. Get back into it. Honestly, I haven't. I haven't hit golf balls in a while. I did. I did better than I thought I would. That's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah a good, you were low key. I was surprised, Ryan. Very like, therapeutic. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> we're getting better over here. We're getting better on this side. But all right, uh, let's get into it. On our last few top five Tuesdays, Ryan went in and he gave us his top five quarterbacks early in the season, and he gave us his top five running backs earlier in the season. And we have to complete, you know, the offensive side of of the ball. So Ryan and Scotty today are going to give us their top five wide receivers list on a very exciting year. And I can tell you right now, uh, they have very conflicting opinions on <laughs> certain players. Um, so I'm very interested to hear their, uh, their, and their I, I just want to let, I just want to let everybody know that going into this, my list is non-biased. All right. I'm just putting that out there. Mine right? is non-biased too. Okay, mean, Ryan, okay. Okay. <laughs> if Scotty says his, his list is non-biased, you better be listening. Pay yep. attention. <laughs> he has all five fantasy wide receivers on. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Uh, who wants to go first? Ryan, please take the floor. All right. Oh, I can't. I can't. I. We'll see what Scott says later. But uh, all right. So number five. Um, the reason he's at number five is because of the amount of injuries that he's had this year. Um, you know, he's he's pretty much been injured half the year, but when he's on the field. I mean, he's an absolute monster, even being 30-plus years old. So I got Julio Jones at number five. Ooh. Are uh, we, wait, wait, hold up. Are we going by based on this season or overall? Based on this season. But, so I, mean, I put him at number five because he balls out when he plays. I think Julio still had a good year. I, think I mean, he's, had, he's a had a good year. He's I just mean, been hurt half the year. Stat line, maybe not because he's been hurt for half the season, but I'm, I'm looking not. at what he's on the field. All right. All right. All right. Keep going. Keep number going. four, the man with. Zero drops passes this year. The most contested catches in the NFL this year on an offense that is non incompetent, that can't – like last game they had 160 yards or something. Your boy, Allen Robinson. Oh, my so God. respect on this man's name. He is a top five receiver. If you put him in a, in a offensive system, in a quarterback that can actually throw the ball, you – I know all three of you – will be looking at me like, yeah, you're right. He is a top three wide receiver. He's balling out. So, 
number four receiver in the league. Oh my I god! Compared. I completely agree with you, man. So you agree, out. Jack? Yes, I agree with you. Absolutely balls out. You don't watch the Bears. I know it. I don't, don't watch the Bears. But I look at Even stats. if you look at his stats on paper and you look at the off the Bears offensive stats on paper, you can tell me that he is the entire offense. Hold up, hold up. Let's let let um, I wanna I wanna let me let me direct the conversation here. Okay. Um oh my god. Ryan, I want you to give us your three, two, and one. And then I'm interested because you got you have to have left somebody off off your list here you put a rob on four and and you know we'll chime in we'll chime in afterwards but i want to hear who you left off don't ask for my explanation so i i, I all right all right respect number three y'all need to put some respect on that man's name uh <laughs> oh number three keenan allen he's having a great year i've always thought he's he's a great player um but he's once justin herbert kind of stepped in he's having a great year uh number two Kind of, kind of a shoe in DeAndre Hopkins, um, and then number one breaks my heart because he plays for the Packers, but uh, Devonte Adams. Mm. Mm. Okay, all mm. right. So I'm curious. So I just want to ask you this, Ryan: Why do you put D Hop on there, but not Stephon Diggs? Because I mean, when you look at it throughout throughout the season, D Hop throughout the entire season has had has had a better is that a better year maybe not the last couple games oh is that the case Stephon Diggs isn't as, isn't as great of a isn't as great of like a route runner dude and right. I think when you when you look at the two of them talent wise and je- like who they are as a player like I don't think anyone's gonna sit in the room and tell you that Stephon Diggs is gonna be better than DeAndre Hopkins okay I like that because I do oh. agree on you that I'm there I do believe that DeAndre Hopkins is a much better receiver than Stefan Diggs. But if you look at their statistics, they're literally identical. Literally right. identical. I, I know we're basing it off of this year, but I just think that, you know. Aren't, aren't they like one and two in yards? That's a little pumped because of the yeah. team that he plays on, you know. Um, right, they don't really have right. a wide receiver too in, in Buffalo. All right. Before you, before you go, Scotty, I just think um, – I think DeAndre and Diggs deserve to be on this list. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the Allen Robinson pick at four. I mean, it's not his fault. I think he's more than capable of being on this list. But when you have Nick Foles at QB. That's why I took stats out of it. And I didn't just look at what's on paper because what he does for that offense is is impeccable. I Even feel like you have to though. We're like this is like we're, we're basically not looking at just this year. Asking who the top five receivers off are in the league this, this year. Allen Robinson is a top five receiver in the league. You have him over DK. You have him over Stefan. You got him over Tyreek. You got him over Calvin Ridley. Like, come on, bro. I do. You're right, Ryan. Why did oh. you leave off DK? Why did I leave off DK? Uh, because although that offense like is just foot on the gas pedal all the time, like he has had inconsistent games. I know not everyone's going to ball out every single game, but I feel like DK is still working through some like games where he's just kind of like, he's kind of disappeared. Like, I mean, we've seen games where he'll, he'll put up like 150 yards of TD. And then like the next game, I'll have like two catches for like 30. And so, you know, maybe that's not his fault, but you know, the, all, the, all those people are honorable mentions. Um, but, Ryan, um, Ryan, Ryan. With Julio too, like you mentioned with Calvin Ridley, like if you, I guess if we're just looking at stats like this season, yeah, I'd put Calvin Ridley over Julio. But like when you look at Julio when he plays, bro, he's an absolute animal on the field. Like this guy is I mean, a yeah, I agree. Stud. So Oof. that's my that's my top five. That's interesting. Tough. Interesting. All right, well, CJ, do you want to know? Do you want to know where I have Allen Robinson? 
Scotty, I want to know where you have everybody. So let's just hear your all list. Right. So right all right, well, I'll just let you know. I have Alan Robinson at number 10. And oh. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because in all honesty, there's guys like Will Fuller, Robbie Ooh. Anderson, Tyler Boyd that have better statistics than Alan Robinson. So I, I'm putting him at number 10. I'm putting him at number 10, and I'm even giving him the benefit of the That's doubt. That's disrespect to Alan that, No disrespect, bro. Maybe if he had a better quarterback, we'd be talking, like, top bro. eight, maybe. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm being nice. You know what I mean? Like, tell me the last Bears game you watched. Last not, week? Not Monday night football game. <laughs> exactly. I watched them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think on I think talent wise I think talent wise A Rob is no doubt top five and Thank I think you. when he leaves this year talent wise talent wise maybe bro. top five oh, I have to look There's at everybody so else so many talented receivers bro There's he, so many talented right, receivers. he could be top five uh, listen to me listen to me the most contested catches in the league and he has zero drops. Hopkins. That was DeAndre Hopkins a couple years ago. So maybe okay. in a couple years so we can talk about made, If that made DeAndre Hopkins a top five wide receiver, how does that put Allen Robinson at number 10? Because that we're basing it off of this year. Off of this year right now. Yeah, that's the question here. Allen Robinson is a number 10 receiver in the league. And that's, being, that's giving him the benefit. Scott, a couple years ago, you would have said DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. Now Allen Robinson the is the same thing, and you're not saying it. That's why I have him in my top five. That's but what I mean. I mean. In all honesty, D Hop had numbers to back it all up. So I was just gonna leave that right there. I got him at number ten, and I'm being nice and putting him at ten. And I can go through my top ten if you really want to talk about that. Let's hear top five. Right? Just, just give right. it to us. Oh all yeah, right. give us our top five. All right, top five. Number five, I got Keenan Allen. One hundred percent has to be in the top five, especially with Herbert. Herbert revived that man's career. Keenan Allen has 835 yards, six TDs. No doubt top five. Number four, I got DK Metcalf. Um, this man's averaging 18 yards per catch, nine Ooh. touchdowns, 862 yards. Number three and number two are very interchangeable because I told you their numbers are literally identical. Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, um, they're separated by six yards, same amount of TDs, and Stefan Diggs has one reception over D-Hop. And then number one, without question, has to be Devontae Adams. 847 yards, 10 TDs. That man is a fantasy god. Let me just say this. Every time I hear the word Keenan Allen, my heart breaks a little bit because I traded his ass. I had a league winner. I had a league steal in the draft, and I traded. I shipped him out for DeAndre Hopkins, who plays on a team whose quarterback can't seem to throw the ball over his offensive line. And it just, <laughs> my heart breaks a little bit. So both of you guys, screw you for having <laughs> for mentioning them. But so Scott, I feel like I feel like our list, the way that we put together our list differed, like in, if that makes sense. I kinda went off like just talent wise, I guess, in the well, way that I see it. And you kinda went off more stats like this season, like how they played. Yeah. So that was the question. <laughs> like i'm for sure basing this this top five list off of stats and just from like what i've seen because this is the first year i've I'll, i've like really taken notes on a lot of games and stuff like that right. but like i even made a list of like my top receivers overall and to be honest like alan robinson i have him at like 13 or 14 oh dude oof oof because, bro, you got to think about it. bro. Calvin Ridley, he would be a top five receiver if he wasn't hurt for the game in a quarter, in a game games, and a half yeah, or whatever. Um, I, you have to put Adam Thielen in front of him 
just because of the touchdowns. Like he's such an end zone threat. You know what I mean? Terry McLaurin is like, so this is whenever, when you were talking about the whole Allen Robinson, not having a quarterback throughout his career, like the very first thing that comes to my mind is Terry McLaurin, even though this is like his second year, but like this man's balling out in Washington and he's doing better than a Rob. So I don't know. I'm going to give uh, the, I'm going to give Allen Robinson the Kemba treatment. I don't, or yeah, I guess. I don't know. About nah, yeah. I'll give Kemba the treatment. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll call it the Kemba treatment. You can't really assess how they did. I mean, like I mean, you really, it's they're hard to assess because I'm gonna really this is gonna really like go against what I've said passionately in the past. But you can't really assess how good Allen Robinson is with, because of how bad his his quarterback is and and the offense. The offense is horrible. But like if you look at Washington, I mean, dude, I've watched him for years. Like I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, once he gets a once he gets a a top 15 quarterback in there. Exactly. Dude, this guy is going to pop off like Keenan Allen, like some of these other guys stat wise. Yeah. I mean, they I don't mean, even, they don't even like when it comes to the red zone, the bears are so bad in the red zone that they don't even like throw to him. They either throw to Jimmy Graham or they just run it for negative yards with David Montgomery. And like, like I'm telling you guys, I'm excited. I hope he goes to a good team next year. I really, really don't think I he's going to this his last year. Bears. Yeah, he's on a contract year. So he like almost demanded a trade too. So it'll well, be interesting. The reason he demanded a trade is because he's asking for like to be, I think, like the highest paid receiver, like one of the top. Like he's asking for like 18 million a year or something like that. Like something kind of crazy. And Damn. I don't know if the Bears can, I don't know if the Bears can afford that or if they just don't want to pay him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know Actually, I think I might redact my statement. I think he's got a top five potential, but he's not. I'm top thinking five about right Mike now. Thomas, Ju- Julio. That's what I mean. With cool. DeAndre, DK on the rise. That's what I mean. Like I like DK on the genuinely, rise. Genuinely, I have him yeah. because if I put him on ten on this list, like overall, I have to put him at least 12, 13. My, Mike Thomas had to be left off the list though, because he hasn't played all year. Who? Mike Thomas. He's up. No, I know. I'm just saying as an overall receiver, like this man. I mean, gosh, he was. Ball in the last couple of years, you right, know? right, right. All right, let's hit the hardwood now. Let's talk about basketball uh, because the college basketball season starts in less than twenty four hours from when we're shooting this. Um, so, me and Jack are going to cover the basketball element of this episode. So, we are covering our. It was we were we almost you know we were supposed to do top five bas- college basketball players in our lifetime, but we switched it up because we couldn't, you know. Couldn't really think of a, a good list. We're doing our top five favorite players in our lifetimes. So, Jack, go ahead and kick us kick us off here. I actually thought it'd be interesting to mention the top five players actually from our lifetime and see how our okay. favorite players kind of like differ between that. Never mind, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, I don't know. I just did the research and I thought it'd be kind of cool. I'm going to leave out players like Dwayne Wade and like Carmelo Anthony and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they were like a little bit too young or they played when we were like like really, really young, and we had no idea. No, Jack, you are on. significantly but, older than all of us. Oh, that's right. I was, I was, I was watching uh, Pete Maravich play, and Bob which Cousy. is by my Pistol Pete. My, yeah, Pistol Pete. He's my you know favorite <laughs> college basketball player of all time. But in our lifetime, we've had a lot of great college basketball players. But when we look at kind of like their whole career, um, this is kind of like statistics and stuff wise. But number five, Stephen Curry. Um, most threes made in a single season. He had one of the best turn- NCAA tournament runs we've ever seen 
leading his team past some extremely tough opponents coming back and beating up on a Wisconsin team that like by like 20 the 10, 10 seed. The 10 seed. Yeah, and then he averaged like 30 points a game or something like that. It was insane. Number four, Kemba Walker. Uh, you know, won a, won a national championship. Scotty, get that smirk off your face. <laughs> like, but anyways. Um, ever, bro. But this guy, first team All-American. And what the, the one stat that actually stood out to me the most, he, in his junior year, he did not lose a single tournament game. He He played in the Maui Invitational. They won that. He played in the Big East tournament, won that, and then NCAA tournament, won that. That's insane. I'm surprised you have him this low. Yeah. No, because ne- next, J.J. Redick. Who? Second most three-pointers made in NCAA history. All ACC every single season he played, and he's the school's all-time leading scorer. I mean, this guy was an absolute threat on the floor. I, I actually watched a video of him before shooting this Dude, he almost he almost quit. Did you guys know yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw the interview. He's like one of the most hated college players of all time, and I don't understand he why. Because he's so damn good, and he played on Duke. People hate Duke. Um, but uh, and then after that, number two will be Doug McDermott. Uh, after his four years at Creighton, he ended up number five all time scoring, um, most double digit scoring games in college history. And he was the national player of the year in his senior year of 2014. And the guy, I mean, the guy was just a fantastic college player. He his tr- his game was just perfect for the college level. He was very dominant. He led a flipping below average Creighton team to you know being top 25 pretty much the entire year throughout his senior year. And number one, very surprising, but Tyler Hansbrough. Has been our, our bet has been the best college basketball player in our lifetime. First player in ACC history to be named All American and first team ACC in all four years of playing. All time leading scorer in ACC history, school's top scorer and rebounder, and last season in two, two, 2009 led to North Carolina championship. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. He has a very, very impressive resume. And it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't see – a lot of the things like the people especially that you'd expect to be on this list, they don't play four years anymore. So they can't, you know, go – and that's the thing with a lot of these players. They ended up playing until they were juniors. I mean the only guy – yeah, they all played until his junior year because Stephen Curry played till he's – I can't remember. Was he junior or senior? Kemba was a junior. junior. J.J. Redick. I can't remember when J.J. left. I think Kemba was a senior, uh, wasn't he? His 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 championship run was his junior year. Uh, yeah, and then Doug McDermott went all four years, and Tyler Hansborough all four years. So these are just guys that are really good basketball players that stayed all four years and were able to build up their resumes. But um, as far as like statistics and evidence and everything like that, that's who's like when we really look at the th- grand scheme of things. Like those are probably the top five college basketball players of our lifetime. Now, when it comes to my personal of people who I love to watch, um, number five, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> kind of shows some bias towards him, obviously. Oh, we know how much you love Gordon Hayward. My my family and I – or I should say my brother, dad, and I got to watch him um, at Butler 
in a tournament that they hold over at Cal State Fullerton. Actually. Oh, you saw them. You saw him live. I saw him live, and we had no idea who he was. You had uh, was... You, you watched uh, um, Don't worry, sir. I'll have your daughter home by seven, Gordon. <laughs> yes, I saw him during those days. <laughs> Good and guy, we Gordon. This, <laughs> we saw this gr- just amazing basketball player. Like, who who is this guy? So we followed him throughout the entire year at Butler. They ended up making it to the national. Ch- that's the year they made it to the national championship. Wow. Where Gordon Hayward let was obviously the best player on that team led him to the national championship and he was like an inch away from immortality i think if he if he made that shot i think he would have ended up on top five players in in college basketball because that that would have truly been like the first um uh cinderella story we really got to see and him back to back didn't he no or they lost or butler went back butler went to the champ back-to-back yeah. years but they lost both years yeah but still and then um just to get through this list number four derrick rose uh absolute great basketball player this was before he even like even in college like he he wasn't like the derrick rose in the nba he got even better once he went to the nba but at, just yeah. crazy exciting basketball player took his team to the national championship or yeah they made it to the national championship right where they mm-hmm. played kansas because yeah. I know they lost to Kansas, but I can't remember if that was Final Four, or the national. No, that Champions. was the chip. Mario Chalmers, baby. Yeah, where Derek Rose, and you know, if he if he wins that, I mean, his t he he was just a great basketball player, just all in all. Just we'll end at that. But number three, Kemba Walker. I already talked about his resume. Don't really need to talk about it more. But man, this we know you love Kemba, Jack. Back. We know you love Kemba. this right, boy. Step back. Oh my goodness, honestly. Oh just beautiful anyway <laughs> number two this is going to be a funny one to throw in here but uh it's somebody who i think everybody talked about for months on end jimmer fredette oh one, one of probably the funnest players you will ever like watch most exciting mm-hmm. players you will watch for just like that short period of time i think he even had a bunch of kids screaming out jimmer instead of kobe for a while <laughs> when they would yeah. shoot threes uh, he, he was just an, he was just a super exciting bass player to watch. We th- what what uh, Stephen Curry is to the NBA now is what we I thought Jimmer would be in the NBA. The way that he played in college, I thought, oh, he this is how he's going to be in the NBA. But then now that's what Stephen Curry is. But going back to his college uh, days, you know. Just super fun player to watch. Made some crazy plays, crazy upsets, and everything like that. Had a run in the tournament that nobody thought he would make because you know of who he was. And then number one uh, has to be JJ Redick. Uh, when I was younger, uh, this is somebody. When I like, I mean, what years did he play? He played in like two thousand six. So I we I was like super young, yeah. so I didn't really know much about basketball, or I knew much more about basketball. But it was just a childhood memory of watching him. Um, everybody hated him, but for some reason, mm-hmm. I loved watching Duke and I loved watching JJ shoot the ball, and it was just a lot of fun. So that's more of a childhood memory kind of one. That so he's kind of like my favorite. Yeah, but yeah. There you go. It's a good list. I like uh, a lot of different players there. Um, all right, let's get into my list here. Uh, my I did mine based off excitement and guys that I really like really enjoyed watching when they when they played college basketball. Some guys that I like tried to play like, you know, I tried to incorporate some of their game into mine back when I was young, back when I was balling like a child. 
Um, all right. Honorable mention. I got Shabazz Napier. Uh, I think this is like this is a good one for Ryan because Ryan's a UConn fan. Yes, I mean, sir. Yep. Uh, we were in high school and we were watching Shabazz Napier. He pretty much carried that UConn team to the championship. Him and Ryan Boatwright or something. Uh, that was a really good team. Uh, Trey Burke. Trey Burke was really fun to watch. He had that. That should have been a block in the championship. Should have been a block. Very exciting player. Uh, young a guy who just got signed to an NBA team. Uh, Marcus Howard from Marquette. If you guys don't know about this guy, go watch his, go YouTube his college highlights right now or right after this because this man be cooking the fools and pulling from deep. He's going to be nice in the, in the NBA. I'm calling it right now. I got Jordan McLaughlin from Etowanda High School. He went to USC. He put USC on the map, so fight on. I got uh, Doug McDermott, like Jack mentioned. I got Blake Griffin, who was a human highlight reel in college. Uh, can't forget about Blake Griffin. All right, coming in at number five, Jack already mentioned it. I got Steph Curry. Uh, he already mentioned his stats, but I think it was awesome for us to watch a guy who was a popular face in college basketball. He's a two-time All-American, lead a small college like Davidson, You know, put them on the map. It was really cool to follow a guy from a small school. He had a very memorable tournament run, like Jack mentioned. And, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of cool watching him become one of, um, you know, watching his start into becoming one of the most popular players of all time. And dare I say it, one of the best players of all time. So it was awesome. Um, I got Tyler Hansbrough at number four, Psycho T. He was kind of like the first player I um, saw or I watched play when I started watching college hoops. He was the face of college ball growing up. Uh, one of the most co- accomplished college basketball players ever. Uh, NCAA champ, one-time player of the year, four-time All-American, all types of all ACC teams. One of the toughest players I've ever seen. There's always the clip that they show with his nose bleeding or his eye bleeding. And this guy was just crazy. And, um, you know, he was very, it was very uh, fun to watch because of how hard he played every night. Um, and he's just a winner, too. I got Jimmer at number three. And Jimmer was interesting because... Bro, for a long period of time, it was crazy. We were yelling Jimmer and Jimmer Range before Curry came along. I remember my first time I ever wa- I ever shot from Jimmer Range in, in, in a game. I called it Jimmer Range in my head, and I was like, yeah, this is insane. And I hit it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to start shooting like this from now on. So Jimmer, Jimmer Fredette, very inspirational. Um, you know, he put the West Coast or Mountain West Conference on the map, I would say. I remember those matchups between BYU and San Diego State. So you had Jimmer. Little uh, little white guy from New York, from BYU versus Kawhi Leonard. So some very fun times there. Anthony Davis at number two. And if you want to talk about one of the best seasons of all time, Anthony Davis from my Los Angeles Lakers. He has an NCAA champion, most outstanding player in the tournament, player of the year in the country, All-American, All-SEC, won an NCAA championship as a freshman, um, led the nation in blocks, and uh, like Steph, we got to see like how he started in his in his track and becoming one of the best players in the league today. And number one, I got Kemba. Uh, as much as I drag Kemba for not being uh, as good as Dame, yes, I had to get that in there. NCAA champion, most outstanding player. He had one of the best individual runs in NCAA tournament history. So I got, I got to give it to him. Very exciting. He dominated his last season. Had some very Hit some very iconic shots, like the step back in, in the garden. So I got to shout out, you know, my boy, Kemba Walker. So that's that. All right, Thank hold on. Thank you, CJ. Okay, okay. All right, so for our fun topic for today, now that we are in the spirit of the holidays and the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are going to go around and give you, uh, share our 
favorite doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a top five because there's no such thing. You can't really rank Thanksgiving food, but you know if you want to. But our top five favorite Thanksgiving dishes. So Scott, why don't you go ahead and lead us off here? Let's <laughs> go. Thanksgiving. Here we go. I got some honorable mentions, bro. Honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Your relative's gonna be listening to this and be like, "What?" Nah, I gotta plug my mom's spinach dip, bro. That shit's so good. Oh. We got the oven roasted brie cheese with garlic inside. Ooh, Ooh. that Ooh. shit. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Can't wait for that Thursday. Here we go. Number five, garlic mashed potatoes. Yes, sir. Damn, y'all got Number four, honey baked ham. Ooh. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number, three. So <laughs> number three. Gotta plug the Filipino side to me. We got Luke. Yes, sir. Yep. Oh yeah. Fried, oh yeah. Fried egg roll. So bomb. There every single holiday. Number two has gotta be green bean casserole. A lot Ooh. of people are gonna be like, I don't know about that, but I'm not talking about that canned green bean stuff. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm talking about that fresh green bean casserole. Ooh. And number one. It's got to be on the list. It's got to be number one in my eyes. Pumpkin pie. Yep. Oh, no doubt. No oh, question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotta be. okay. No question. You got me hungry. All the energy. Oh, you know, <laughs> the mix of the Scott Jackson energy and the, uh, you know, how, what you, how you described it. You know, you got me hungry. I can't wait. Oh, yep. <laughs> I'm coming over, by the way. <laughs> That's a pretty good list. Ryan? Let's hear it. Ooh, I don't know how I don't know how I can how I can top that list that Scotty just said, but uh, I think it, I think at number five we got kind of the classic homemade cornbread. Ooh, yeah, okay. it's pretty it's pretty nice. And then at number four, we got the biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Ooh. Biscuits Ooh. and gravy. Yeah, we eating. I can just taste that. You know? <laughs> so now at at uh, at uh, oh uh oh uh oh. I got six on my list here. I got a little Ooh, got honorable mention. So we're going to move cornbread to the honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, okay. So now at number four, we got the uh, the classic mac and cheese. Mm, oh, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Number three, you know, this was a toss-up here. This was a toss up, but since it's not, I'm not going to go with the homemade thing yet. So at number three, we got the mashed potatoes. Mm. Mm. All warm food. I like all it. warm food. I, you know, I mean, I'm not eating cold food on Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, I'm so so that's on, actually man. that was a dumb comment. I'm not even going to edit that out. I was thinking like uh, some dessert or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then at number two, we got the homemade stuffing. Oh yes, sir. Homemade Ooh. from from the Eisendrath house. From the, the Eisendrath house. From the Eisendrath household. And then number one, you got to go with the turkey, man. You guys turkey. are on the main dish. <laughs> turkey, turkey, turkey. <laughs> the main dish. <laughs> oh, oh, <bro>. <laughs> you, I mean, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that's funny. Turkey, bro, that's the main dish. The question I have for you guys is: is do you like the the dark meat or the or the white meat on the turkey? It's got to be the dark meat. White meat too dry. I like I like the white meat a little better. Ooh, white like meat white is meat. too dry. I gotta go dark meat. Not if you cook it right, or if you go gravy, you gotta go gravy. Then on the white oh, meat, gravy, but, you yeah, you're gravy right. on it. 
but I'm dark meat for sure. Put some cranberry sauce on that too, you know? Dude, yeah. <laughs> what? Ew. <laughs> cranberry <laughs> sauce on turkey, CJ? People Dude, do that, I... but it's not, it's not very, it's like, okay, that's average. I was getting my haircut today, and I had the same discussion with my with my haircut or with my hairstylist, whatever you want to call her, uh, earlier today. And the person that was like sitting next to us was like, "No, dude! Like the other day at my friend's giving, they made me put cranberry on the turkey, and I swear to God, it was so good." She's like, "I used to hate cranberry, but you got to try it this year." So Scott, I'm with you. That's nasty, but I think it might be time for us to try something a little new. You got to try at least try I, I, it, bro. I tried it. I don't know if it's was if it just wasn't like. Um, if it just wasn't very good cranberry, but I did not like it. Nah, dude, it, it was very. It was the, it's, like it's, that it's one dish that everything's giving, but like nobody really eats it, or like someone. Yeah, I don't know why though, because people literally just buy the can cranberry sauce and just open it up and put it on a plate. That's it, you know. <laughs> well, if you don't think about it, don't get like creative that. with it. If you don't right, think about it. Over the Long Boy House to try their cranberries. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah I'll do a drive by and drop you guys off some cranberries. <laughs> just yeah. put it on your plates. Just <laughs> each and every one of your houses. All right. All right, Jack. What's it like in the in the Calhoun household? I'm actually my uh my, my list is actually pretty similar to Ryan's, but I'm gonna I'll I'll add some honorable mentions though. Was the turkey and gravy? Um, turkey sometimes is a hit or a miss. To be honest, sometimes it's cooked where it's too dry. Sometimes it's not. And then two mac and cheese, oh, yes sir. It's just very very good. But let's uh-huh. let's go ahead and get to the top five: biscuits and jam or jelly. Oh, oh. it is okay, dangerous. Jack. Mm, what what is that face, Ryan? Have you never put like some nice jam on like it's got to be like a fluffy biscuit, like a super soft, just like, like super warm, like straight out the oven, straight out the oven. Throw some like strawberry preserves on that. Mm. Or it's delicious. Okay. Gotta trust. You gotta try it. Trust me. Okay. But anyways, number four, mashed potatoes with some gravy on that. Mm. Mm, mm. Dang. Like number it. three, I like it. Pumpkin pie. Ooh, Absolute yeah. favorite dessert. A classic. Amazing classic. It is a classic. Crust mm-hmm. can sometimes be a hit. Can kind of be a miss though. Sometimes, not gonna lie. Number two, stuffing. Oh. Yeah. I will, I will, I will just continue to eat that until it, it just like expands in my stomach to become a food baby. But the number one, ham. Oh, that is way better. A hundred times better than turkey. One hundred percent. I agree. Tur- the ham is where it's at. It is a lot worse for you. It, but it tastes amazing. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's get into my list here. All right. Okay. So, um, you know. I hate to, you know, uh, rank these, but they're all great. I always throw them on my plate. They're all amazing. So uh, at number five, um, first of all, I'm just putting numbers there. They're not really, like, ranked. (laughs) But at number five, I got my Auntie Gina's and my cousin Alyssa's pie, strawberry pie, pumpkin pie, all sorts of pie, apple pie, you know, just the – Right, that's the cold food I'm talking about a little bit, you know, Ryan. Like you put a little you put the cold right. fruit on the, yeah, you feel me? <laughs> you know, that's that's that always hits, you know, post post big meal. Uh, number four, I got my mom's my mom's pumpkin pie. So you have all sorts of pie at the lawn boy table. Um, can't go wrong. You know, I go ham on the dessert table for sure. And number three, I got my Auntie Helene's cream corn. I don't know if you guys have tried that, Ooh, but it's nice and warm. Good. You know, 
you know, I gotta gotta get a leftover. You know, you know when they can't take everything home, I'm I'm the one eating the leftover cream corn. It's one of my favorite dishes. She makes it for Christmas, Thanksgiving, all sorts of holidays. Number two, I got my grandma's ham. You know, it's not just ham, y'all. You put it on, you know, Scott, you know, pandesal. Yeah. You, know, you put that, you warm you warm the ham up, you warm up the pandesal, you throw that in there. You eat, mm. it, you eat it for Christmas, for New Year's, for Thanksgiving. You, you get a big Ziploc bag of that, you know, oh, for leftovers. Yeah. It's a Filipino dish, yeah? Uh, you can make it. Though, it's like a bread. It's like a bread. Yeah, the bread is Filipino, but the ham is just ham, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, I got Dr. Lomboy's turkey. He does a okay. good job. He goes in two days before, you know. He put, You got to prepare it. You know, you got to cook it. And I'm like, Dad, how do you get the timing all right? Because he throws it in like two days before and he show, he puts it up. He literally takes it out the oven, I think, or a day before or whatever. I don't know. He takes it out the oven right before or right as, you know, all my family's coming in. So my dad – execute the execution is just flawless so shout out to you dad dr Longboy. you know keep hey, keep doc. making that turkey yep <laughs> keep doing your thing keep doing keep you know keep going in all right before we wrap this up we're gonna go around quickly you know in a in a crazy 2020 a lot of things have gone on this year has seemed like it's gone on forever uh let's just go around and say what we're thankful for you can keep it sports related you can keep it you know heartfelt and wholesome but, you know, I'm just curious. What do you guys think for? I, I can go first. Right. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll do a sports, the sports one first, and then I'll, you know, in life. Uh, uh-huh. Sports one, I'm honestly, I'm thankful that amidst the pandemic and stuff, we're able to still have sports in our lives. I know it plays a big role um, in people who are crazy about sports and people who are, you know, just kind of like mediocre, the average fan. I think it gives, you know, it gives some, something for people to look forward to, to root for, to be, you know, to be a part of. Um, and it's really kind of brought up the morale of, of a lot of people in, in a hectic year. Um, mm. And then I would say, what am I, what am I thankful for? You know, honestly, like on a personal basis, right. I'm just, I'm blessed to, to have a job still in this yes, crazy time. People are being, you know, furloughed and stuff, but to have a job to, to be healthy, you know, I'm thankful for all my, all my family, all my friends, all the boys out there, everybody, everybody that's out there support me and, you know, I'm supporting them. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of great, a lot of great people to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, you guys are definitely a part of them, but, uh, hey. you know, <laughs> friends and family and just the fact that, you know, I, I am, there's a lot of things, there's just a lot of things to be thankful for, but mm-hmm. most importantly, I'm employed, you know, I have a house, you know, I have a roof over my head. Um, and then I got friend, friends and family that, that love me and, and I love them. So, hey, glad we made the cut. Glad we made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, go ahead. Oh, there's so much to be thankful for. You know, I got it. <laughs> I'm so thankful for my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. All right, you need to edit that out, DJ. No, no, just keep going. All right, I'm so thankful for my friends and my family. But among all, you know I'm so thankful for my 2020 NBA <laughs> champions. Yes, The sir. Los Angeles Lakers for balling out in the bubble. And yes, sir. I'm not done, y'all. I am also oh. so thankful for my Pittsburgh Steelers being undefeated 10 and 0 and balling out. Yup. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Oh, Here yeah. we go. 11 oh, and yeah. 0. We're taking out Baltimore. I like it. I love it. 
11 no energy for sure. So Jack. Um, I'm thankful for Nagy. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I said I almost dropped dead when you said that. <laughs> I'm thankful that my Kings were able to keep Fox. Okay. And I'm thankful that, you know, we will continue to get college sports because I, you know, you know, it's a good thing that we can keep college sports going and that these NFL and teams that are able to keep on going. So thankful that sports are still around. Um, and as far as personal level, thankful for friends and family, you know, yeah, so that's Good. truly what you need in life to, you know, making sure that you're always loved, always yeah. have somebody there for you. All right. So yeah, for me, like, like Scotty said, you know, my Los Angeles Lakers mm-hmm. took home the NBA finals this year. So I'm thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Thankful for, uh, Clutch Sports, <laughs> getting Anthony <laughs> Davis to Los Angeles. Shout out Rich Paul. Shout out Rich Paul. Thankful for my LA Dodgers. Brought home a World Series, first time in 32 years. Um, you know, it was good for the city of Los Angeles. But like like Ryan said, we're all thankful for um, you know sports to be back. You get a sense of normalcy kind of back. Um, it's been a 2020 has been a crazy year, and sports obviously means a lot to people. So it's good that you know, no matter what you believe in, no matter what you you know, you've gone through or whatnot, you know, sports, we can always be on the same team. So I'm thankful for, for sports in general to be in our lives. Um, you know, it's a, it's an outlet, you know, a lot of people say call it an outlet and, you know, as sports, as big sports fans as we are, we can all attest to that sports is an outlet for sure. But um, yeah, off the field, off the, off the court um, for me, I'm thankful for um, in this crazy year, I'm thankful to have finally graduated. I graduated in four years. Me and Scott did as well. Jack did uh, last year, uh, class of Jack's kind of class of 2020. I'll give it to you. Um, Scott class of 2020, me as well. Glad that we got to have uh, done that, accomplished that. Thankful for my friends and family. I'm definitely thankful for my family. I'm glad we've all stayed healthy. I'm glad we've all we're able to see each other safely and responsibly. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm glad to have a good, good, solid network of, of friends. And, uh, you know, I'm also thankful for this podcast. I'm really glad that we finally were able to get this thing off the ground and share our thoughts and, you know, with my friends here. Um, you know, it's a project that we've all been working on, and I'm glad that we're still doing it. I'm glad we're consistent. I'm glad we're committed. So that's what I'm really thankful for. So shout out to Playing Rotation. Hey. 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 <laughs> Thank all you. right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Playing Rotation. Got to do a really fun Thanksgiving episode. Um, you know, we're... We don't know what's going to come up next, but we're going to have something fun, something cool to do, something cool to talk about. So until then, we will see you on the next one. So peace out.